Hey everybody, this is John. Uh, just a quick correction. Our guest today, David, wanted me to let you know he misspoke when he said that Rick Ocasek was the roommate of David Lynch. It was actually uh, Peter Wolf who was David Lynch's roommate back in the day. But you know, you know what? Uh, who cares? Nobody cares about Peter Wolf anyway. Da uh, Rick Ocasek's a much better story. So uh, you know, the better stories are always what become the truth anyway. So. I'm just going to go ahead and say that Rick Ocasek was David Lynch's roommate. And damn the consequences. All right. Here's the show. While the distance in existence join the resistance, come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And our one of our returning favorites. Mad David Schneider. Mad David Schneider. And this week we're doing, Pat. Mad Max versus Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. Oh. I thought oh. we were doing Mad Max versus Mad Men. Oh, shit. We should have. One set in the oh. future, one set in the past. Mad They're Men, pretty much the same, the right? Yeah. They both have uh, dapper heroes. And uh, women are and not Tom Hardy well. is known for having a large penis. Is he really? As far as I know. I would are, imagine. Are you just trying to start a rumor? Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh... Well, I, I did want to say before we go, uh, before we start. Uh, Speaking of large penises. Yeah, congratulations to the uh, Supreme Court for making the right decision on gay marriage. It's a nice week. Here, here. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel bad because as much joy as I, I as I get in people being able to be married, I get as much joy in the how upset idiots are. I do too. Well, it's it's nice to get upset at these idiots. Like, it's it's kind of fun to point and laugh because. They're completely in the wrong. So it's it's unbelievable how how bad. I, I thought Roberts's dis dissent wasn't wasn't that bad. It it had some, you know, it was still wrong. I, in my opinion, it was still wrong. But Scalia and Thomas, the dissents were stupid. Oh Jesus! And the same Thomas with Alito. Was, well, yeah. It was just idiotic. The stuff they were saying. Scalia seems just like an old old grump. Yeah, it wasn't it was... even interesting. So yeah, I, yeah. Anyway. It was pretty insulting, yeah. Thomas's especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I don't feel bad saying it would be better for the country if, if Scalia and Thomas just died soon. I mean, they've had nice lives. It's not like... Uh, you know, I don't know. They're more powerful than we'll ever be. I'm sure they eat well all the time, you know? Dear they Secret Service, I'm not behind that. Just kick uh, off. No, I'm just, just saying. John's opinion. I'm just saying. You know, they, they die of natural causes soon. They're they're old too. Uh, yeah. Bader Ginsburg can live forever, though, as far as I'm concerned. They I didn't do... threaten to set themselves on fire up this past, did they? No, they didn't. Damn right. it! Did you guys read about the preacher who threatened to set himself on fire and actually did? But it was not about. No, but it was for the exact opposite reasons. Yeah, racial yeah. justice. For racial justice, and yeah. And he was in Texas as well, of course. Oh, I thought he was in the North Pole and he was actually just really cold. He might have been. Uh, anyway. But I, I I, have my opinion changed about the Supreme Court a little bit because I, I think for a long time during the 
maybe during the Bush years, I was like, once there's a Democratic president, all the old Supreme Court people should just quit so that new young people can be put in. And then I think I read something that Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, or somebody said, and they're like, why? I'm still doing a good job. There's, you know, It's not up to me to decide where the country goes as far as politics go, and I'm, I'm the best person for the job. So I, I've changed my opinion on that. They can stay as long as they want. Not that they care what I care. Yeah, that was nice of you. Yeah, that was very... You're welcome, RBG. Benevolent. Notorious RBG. Well, Mad Max, the original, uh, I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. Sometimes I didn't know what was going on. Um, Which I thought was great. Yes, yeah, well, in a way. But I mean, but there, then there were just some scenes where I was like, what, what the fuck? Hey, your baby's on the floor playing with a gun. Maybe you should yes. look into that. <laughs> <laughs> unmentioned that went unmentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or the very beginning scene where the cops are aiming at a couple having sex or the you know the one cop is through his scope on his gun. Um, yeah, but he was aiming just to peep. Is oh is that what it was? That's what I didn't get. That's, okay. That's yeah, I it's just using his scope to peep on them. Got it. Okay. That didn't make sense. All right. So it, it all falls into place. <laughs> um I don't have an explanation for the baby and the gun. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, if you didn't know this was made in 1979, I think you'd figure it out after about five minutes because pretty much everything in it screams like late 70s, early 80s. Or when they get to that cabaret scene, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't understand the need for at all, really. But you know what, what? didn't scream at late 70s, early 80s is the soundtrack was a very 50s, 40s even, yeah, yeah. It was Bernard Herman kind of. It really was. I I thought before I looked it up, I thought he had just taken clips from older movies and put them in because it really felt out of place. It really did. And it was kind of obtrusive, and it was Brian May who I was like, oh, the Queen guy, but no, no, different Brian May. <laughs> other brian may yeah the i mean the soundtrack was ha- yeah half of it could have been from the 50s and then the other half could have been from like a 40s melodrama yeah <laughs> what well, which which there was a, a time in movies particularly in the 40s where that cab going back to that cabaret scene it was like all movies needed to have that they needed to have that scene where it was just a song somebody singing a song yeah no, that's that? true yeah yeah, and it was usually the part that you are really bored for, and you can't wait for it to end. Yes. Yeah, even Rafifi, which we watched on this mm-hmm. show. Yeah, I had that. Um, and yeah, this that's, song that's that she true. sang was really odd. And the way that she was so seductive was kind of almost off-putting. Off-putting, yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> but, not for Goose, though. Or I, I think that was Yeah, thing. Goose. Uh, I, I mean, there's not really a lot to it. This is not the same as Mad Max Fury Road, obviously. Um, this is it a... was much different than I expected going in. I thought it was going to, and I guess Road Warrior is, I haven't seen that either, but I hadn't seen Mad Max, and I saw Fury Road first, and I thought Mad Max would be more dystopian and more, uh, yeah, dystopian. This is, and this is just like a couple of years after. That kind of surprised me, because I, I had seen Mad Max before, but it had been a long time. I, I'd seen it a couple times in high school. And I remember it being more dystopian. I was probably conflating some of the sequels, but I remember the the gas shortage that playing more into it, and it it really didn't. I mean, no, it, it not really much. wasn't much. Like you could have you could have just taken that dystopian future quote unquote out of it, and 
it would have been basically the same movie. Yeah, well, I mean, the from old... what I read somewhere, it was not written to have that kind of future. But when they were making the movie, they didn't have enough money for extras and for like real buildings, so they just added that on to make it make sense of why the roads were so empty. Well, and, and the hospital, that hospital scene where they're walking down the corridor and there's nobody else there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and the uh, and the Hall of Justice is just like some rundown <laughs> tenement. Um, yeah, the only thing they even that even gave you any clue about any kind of gas shortage was when they said they they got him the last V8 engine around. And they stole the gas, but I guess that doesn't mean anything either. They could yeah, because they were just assholes. Yeah. Um, and they really were assholes. Oh, yeah. They yeah. weren't... I think what another thing that's not just that, I thought from the beginning Mad Max would be Mad Max. And it seemed like that in the beginning scene where he's like putting his gloves on and starting the car. It's, was sure, sure he was going to be like this cool kick-ass character. And that didn't really come on until, well, spoiler alert, his family dies. Yeah, no, and which is weird like when you talk about Fury Road because the whole family dying thing is just like, it's alluded to in flashbacks and of him, you know, hallucinating or remembering things, but that's as far as it goes in that one. Yeah, I think... Which was a smart move, I think, in, in that one, but we're not talking about that one yet. Um, yeah, I think Road Warrior was the one that, that was a lot more close to the new Mad Max. Yeah, this one was almost, it, it almost could have been set today like you mm -hmm. said but i think it's also smart that they said um a few years into the future instead of uh, because then no matter when you're watching it it can apply yeah right. I always, that they didn't put 1985 and that just angers you right yeah like with space 1999 or something you're like that's 20 years away idiots i don't know why <laughs> you think this is going to happen i thought uh, mel gibson was, it was pretty clear why he became a star i mean I, and there wasn't anything specific he did but i just thought he was just maybe it's just I knew he became a star, but it just—he just seemed like he took up more of the screen than anybody else. Yeah, he definitely had presence, and um, he could act. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. He's very charismatic. Yeah, I mean, I guess there were probably no Jews around on set, but not very, very many Jews in Australia. Very yeah. few women he could call um, sugar tits. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe his wife took all that. I think Mel Gibson was probably not. A, well, I don't know. Maybe he was as crazy. I know his dad's crazy. Maybe he's always been that way, but... Uh, yeah, who cares? So it's basically a revenge movie, and it's... Yeah, it's kind of... But what's an, interesting is it's a revenge movie, but the revenge really doesn't pick up until, like, 20 minutes are left. Yeah, I know. A lot of revenge <laughs> movies, it's most of the movie, but this one, it's just like... You get the things that were done to him, and the revenge is... He just gets it done really quick and really efficiently. Yeah, the, the revenge is just the third act. Yeah. And... And there were, oh God! Speaking of the music again, like they had the uh, the montages of him and his wife, uh, yeah, on vacation and whatever. You're like, oh, yeah, we get it. You guys love each other. <laughs> He's swinging on the rope, jumping in the water. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the other thing that surprised me about about not really, yeah, surprised me. It was the pacing of the film overall. Yes, and it, I, I mean it, that that time period. Movies tended to be a little, definitely slower paced than they are now, but it was even slower paced than I remembered it being. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there was, there well, I was. I felt like it. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say there was. It's not like there was no action in it in the first uh, two acts or anything, but it, yeah, it was. It was spaced out pretty. Yeah, you know. that's what I was going to say. It, was, it was kind of started, stopped, and started. It yeah, really fast and then slowed down. <laughs> Although, one thing I will say, I mean, because it's the same director, um, the the stunts were really good, I thought, still, in this one. 
Like there was a scene, uh, you know, when he's taken out the motorcycle gang on the on the highway in the in the third act, where uh, the one guy falls off his motorcycle and another motorcycle skids and hits him in the head. And I was like, Jesus Christ, how did they film that? I was actually just reading about that because um, I, I don't know if you read, but they actually a lot of the the, the gang was actual motorcycle gang. They, oh. they weren't actors. They weren't stuntmen. And that guy in particular was. He was just one of the, the, the gang members, and that happened. It was an accident, and apparently he, he just got up and brushed himself off and went back to, to working. Always hire motorcycle gangs if you don't want injuries, I guess. Even if they are injured, they won't act like The other it. funny trivia was that the motorcycle gang were given letters that they were to show police as because they had to keep all their junk on their motorcycles with the guns and everything. So while they're going to the set, if they got stopped, they'd show the letter that we're just working on a movie. It's not real. <laughs> oh that's crazy well yeah and not only the the i thought the, the um the stunts were cool and there was there was one scene where the guy's riding the motorcycle really fast and i'm not sure why he was riding the motorcycle really fast but the camera work, work was really cool during that like it would show the like it would be on the at road level as the motorcycle went by and then catch up to him and then there was another scene where it was showing like the speedometer as he went and i thought that was pretty cool looking and um but uh, as, as in addition to that, the, the design was really cool. There was neat stuff happening with the with the cars. The, the film looked great. The, the yeah. cinematography was great, especially considering and and the stunts. Considering the budget, oh, the budget yeah. was was almost nothing. I thought the look of the film was was the least dated thing of the entire thing, like the the cin- cinematography and everything. I thought that. Other than the the kind of occasional uh, zoom ins during during the action, the, that like looked right a little the dated. Eyes. Yeah, well, yeah. I wasn't, was that was that something from that time? I wasn't sure if that was just a B movie thing or the seventies. It was a very common thing in the seventies. Are you? Yeah. Well, the, there were also the transition shots were a little weird. Like they even did a couple wipes and and things like that. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, I think the cheesiest zoom in was when he Mel Gibson woke up from his dream and he jumped up and it zoomed into his eyes with the light shining right on it. it just oh yeah. <laughs> well, I I laughed both times the uh, the criminals were about to eat shit and their their eyes bulged out like that. I love that shot. I definitely remember that shot from, from <laughs> when I saw it way back when. Um, I was a little surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I think after I, I think putting it in after seeing Fury Road, I was like, "Oh, this is just going to drive me crazy." How bad it is, and not just not like not, not bad, just bad comparatively because it's his first film and all that. But I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, there's a reason it's it's held up. Yeah, it's become still a cult film. Yeah, I want to watch Road Warrior now because I haven't seen that forever either, and that was the one I, I think I watched that first and then watched Mad Max afterwards. I want to watch Road. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say most of my my memories are from the Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, clearly, that's what I'm remembering when I think back on the series. I want to watch Road Warrior, but I'm not in particular interested in Beyond Thunderdome. No, it's not worth. You don't need yeah, to see it's... Beyond Thunderdome. Um, nobody does. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about Happy Feet. Is that part of the? Yeah, Happy Feet is the fourth part of the trilogy. Wait. Where does uh, Bay Pig in the City come come into it? I think that was the sixth. Oh, oh. He did also direct. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even know where Lorenzo's oil comes in. Um, yeah. Oh shit! I had something on my mind, and now I've lost it because of YouTube yammering. 
got all these sequels. Oh, uh, the yeah, the the bad guy Toe Cutter was the same in both movies. Yep. Yes, that's another reason I, I'm glad we did this one. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. I mean, he had he had more to. Do, it seems like he had more to do in this movie, and he had a lot to do in the other one. I guess because we actually saw his mouth. I love how his accent changes in in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an American. Did, I'm Australian. He, I'm English. Did he do that just to to kind of heighten? his insaneness you think <laughs> i assume yeah i mean he was definitely insane there that was another scene that didn't make any sense to me when they had the mannequin at the beach and <laughs> yeah. he's, he's saying she the, like the cops sent her over as a spy or whatever and, and then the the one uh idiot guy shot him shot the mannequin and then he's he like takes that guy into the water and tells him to shut his mouth i thought he was going to drown him but i don't know what the hell that was about i guess they're just wacky was the point i I, yeah i think that's what they were trying to get across just kind of the the chaos and anarchy of them yeah they got it um so was uh the meeting up with mel gibson's character and, and his wife just happenstance or were they following them that's why i didn't wasn't quite sure about. i think that was they were playing that up as just coincidence which yeah kind of it bugged me a little bit yeah. Oh, really? I thought. I mean, I thought you know that guy told them they were going north. Oh, you mean the the first meeting in the first right, one, with yeah. the ice cream? Yeah, I think it was probably supposed to be coincidence. That was actually a pretty cool. Um, That's fine. I mean, Australia is kind of a small country, so <laughs> that was that was a pretty cool uh, layout too. Of that, I mean, that was pretty dystopian where the garage mechanic was, and it was just like all ramshackle shacks and shit around there. Um. But the rest of it just looked like the rest of the movie just looked like Australia, basically. Right. Um, but he did do a good job of like faking you out because you keep expecting uh, something to happen to the wife. Yeah. And yeah, and, I mean the first time she actually does a good job of getting away, and and then the old lady saves her. So yeah, every time was it was pretty cool how what happened until the last time where she didn't get away. Right. And and uh, she. What else was I? Gonna... Yeah, I, I don't know. The the uh, I I do love seeing films of this time, like this one and uh, what class of nineteen eighty four, which we did Pat, which Pat hated, uh, with the the punk looks of the time. Like that's that's like the go to uh, bad guy look. Yep. I think the one bad thing I can say about this movie is that uh, the guys who created Saw, uh, say the last scene of of Mad Max, is what inspired them to do to do the series oh, oh that really? makes sense I, yeah oh, with, with the sawing you, you get the choice of between sawing off his leg yeah yeah, yeah. or trying to saw through the, was that a thing in saw i've I, never seen saw yeah, but yeah it was pretty much the base the whole premise especially at least for the first one yeah oh well this guy should sue then <laughs> um which guy the guy got to play johnny boy yeah uh, Brian May. Bri- yeah, Brian May <laughs> should sue. Of Queen, though. Not- the, yeah, the Brian May of Queen should sue. Just- yeah. Because why not? Um, yeah, I, there's not a lot to say. But, I mean, it was it was fun. It was no road warrior as far as uh, flat-out like action and dystopian future. But it was it was not bad. No. no it's very enjoyable and really impressive what they did for the budget and, and the time period and the all the practical effects and stunts. It was... Uh, very enjoyable. Yeah, it uh, it held up better than I remember. 
Oh, me too. I, it's always a, it's always scary going back to something from your youth um, like this. Like I said, I haven't watched it in probably 30 years at least. So, And going back for me out of context, it was really, I was just assuming the worst and I'm glad that it wasn't. So it was great. Because even some things that are popular and I can see why they're popular, I still don't think they're very good. I mean, I'll say I can see why this is groundbreaking, but it's not a very enjoyable movie. But this was it was an enjoyable. It was not only do I I don't know how it's groundbreaking because I don't know enough, but I could I, it really was enjoyable. Well, good. Yeah, I I think I mean that's kind of how I feel about Citizen Kane. I I know it, it's kind of sad to say. It. Like I can see why it's groundbreaking, but it's also like it was to me kind of boring. But maybe I should. Oh, really? I really it. enjoy it. Like I, I, I enjoy like the humor and yeah, I like that movie a lot. I prefer for... Touch Evil for you know that opening tracking shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that did that was more impressive to me than any of the camera work in Citizen Kane. But then again, I know Citizen Kane like you know set the template for a lot of things. So. Have you ever watched the Citizen Kane version with Roger Ebert doing the commentary track? No, I haven't. It's it's a whole different experience, and it it really gives some in, in, amazing insight into why. Citizen Kane was so groundbreaking, and why it's still looked upon as the greatest film of all time. Okay, I'll do. Yeah. Oh, we should do a, a movie commentary track uh, episode sometime. Although I don't know any other movies with good commentary, so. What we're gonna we'll watch the movies with the commentary turned on. Yeah, and then okay. we'll just talk about the commentary. That's kind of neat. That idea. It's kind of meta. Meta. C- commentary on commentary. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, are we? done with this one yeah i mean it, it's... yeah because i think we'll go back to a lot when we talk fury road but i'm i'm ready to be done i don't okay. have anything else to say I don't... yeah how about you david sure go for it all right let's take a quick break and we'll come back with fury road we had a comrade a brave comrade he could talk for whole days but then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Brian Stuckin's creation The land of the Thracians and all right, Fury Road. Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. Fury Road. So this one, well, <laughs> actually there was a, a throwback to the uh, the first, the original Mad Max in this one. And at the very beginning, um, when he's running away from the dudes in their cavernous lair, uh-huh. Um, and it did that really weird uh, speed up, sped up the film type yeah, thing. I love that. Well, I, I was like, oh, this is going to annoy the shit out of me if this is like throughout the film, you know, if it's it's all this kind of spectacle type thing, like, you know, the Matrix type shit. Um, but in the in the original Mad Max 2, when the little kid was running out into the street, uh-huh. that seemed very sped up to me too. I don't know if you remember that. I didn't notice it as much as in, in Fury Road. In Fury Road, it was definitely sped up, and I thought that was a, a really fun way to show, you know, high high speeds without being too fakey. I liked yeah. it. No, I well, I liked that they only basically used it for that part. Um, well, because, it was the only part it really fit in. But yeah, 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 but it it was it was cool that he didn't overdo it with that. But anyway, 
But um, they, I mean, even before that, I mean, they heard the, the car he was driving was a was a throwback. Yeah, that's true. The car that got taken away from him. I don't know what eating a lizard had to do with the original Mad Max, but it was a pretty pretty funny way to start the movie. Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> well, I think in the Road Warrior, um, he's like has to scavenge for food and and mm. stuff. Um, so yeah, I think this film was really based more on the Road Warrior. Uh, but you know, it's a dystopian future. You're out in the desert. What else are you gonna eat? I mean, I guess there's probably an In and Out somewhere in the desert, but. Well, it's Australia, so they'd have uh, Hungry Jacks. Oh, is that what they have, Hungry Jacks? Yeah, it's the it's their Burger King is called Hungry Jacks there. Oh. And they put beetroot on their burgers. Oh. At least they don't put fucking Vegemite You could be on saying it. anything, and we would believe you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe I am. Is Jack <laughs> a kangaroo? Jack, that doesn't even sound like a, a real thing. And their logo is a kangaroo. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I bet their logo is a, is Jack a kangaroo or is he like an old settler or something? Or is it just they don't have a logo or a spokesperson? I, as I remembered, I think it looked just like the Burger King logo, just with different words. <laughs> oh, that's. I would really like it if it was in no way related to Burger King, but they stole all the stuff. Mm. And since Australia is lawless, they could do it, mm, as we true. saw from Fury Road. Well, they are they all are, are criminals and prisoners. Yeah. To this day, mm-hmm. especially the Aborigines. Yep. Um, yeah. I well, Fury Road. I think we all loved, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Amazing. I would even I, go so far as to say, probably the best action movie I've ever seen. Definitely. Uh, it's up there with with Die Hard. Absolutely. Yeah, and they need. I I hope it's a. I mean, I hope Hollywood takes note, and maybe tries some some things that are a little less formulaic because of this, but I mean, that's probably not going to happen, but it, yeah, it, that was one of the great things about this movie. I, I personally did not know where it was going at any time. And I, I thought that was amazing and really fun. Like yeah, I didn't, it didn't, oh, it didn't pander. It didn't try to over explain things, which oh, was, it, it didn't talk down to the audience, which was, which made it great. Refreshing. And I, I, there's been, I guess, debate um, on, on it being a feminist film. And some people are saying, you know, some feminists are saying, I don't see it as a feminist film, but I think for a huge summer blockbuster, it's probably the most feminist thing ever for that type of movie. Mad Max was basically a sidekick in his own movie too. I was, yeah, exactly. Charlize Theron's character and, and and Charlize Theron was awesome in this movie. Her performance was perfect. And what she was doing was saving women from being exploited. Right. right. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know the argument why it's not a feminist movie, but I, it, it's definitely not a misogynistic movie. Well, no. is, there, is there anything wrong with it? I mean, I know between the three of us, we're certainly not going to say there's anything wrong with it being a feminist movie. But I mean, are people really outraged because the film has a strong feminist mean message? I mean, I can't imagine. I'm sure some people are. They're like, oh, it's called Mad Max. Why? The, there was a backlash before it came out from MRA, MRA types. Oh well. Based, just based yeah, on the well. trailer. It made them angry that Mad Max was not the star of the movie. So they don't they don't count. Nobody listens yeah. to them. Yeah. Uh, unless they you know until they start doxing people and sending them death threats. But yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I was like blown away by it for that. Like I had, luckily I had not read too much about it before beforehand. I had like heard rumors that it was like kind of a feminist movie, and I was like, well, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know what Hollywood's idea of that is, but. But I thought but, it was. 
I thought I I mean I thought the politics of it were were great, but beyond that and beyond the action, it was a beautiful movie. Oh my god, yes. It was just it was amazing. Like the the sandstorm, the the night scenes just blew me away. How pretty that was. It was just really great. I like that it was all very colorful and and you know these very beautiful bright colors it was not when you think of a, a very post-apocalyptic dystopian future most of those films are very desaturated colors and bleak bleak and washed out yeah yeah and this was very very pretty yeah and i and i i saw a quote from him where he's like you know if it's going to be this terrible place where everything's awful the people who live in it are going to try to emphasize the beauty that they actually have in their lives, which makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's interesting. Because there's not much to find. They're going to emphasize what they have. And yeah, it was, it was incredibly, the shots were great and I didn't see it in 3d. I don't know if that would have improved I didn't things. Either. But, uh, I didn't non-3, either. Okay. So non 3d was great. Yeah. And, and, uh, the, yeah, the cinematography was, was super awesome. And, um, and not like the, the lack of reliant reliance on, CGI was impressive too. I mean, obviously there's CGI in it, but like it wasn't, it wasn't like the Avengers or something. The, and the stunts, a lot of the stunts were just like um, amazing. I guess they had what Cirque du Soleil performers and stuff doing a lot of that stuff. Did they really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's, oh, that's cool, cool. Like up on the sticks and stuff. Yeah. Ah. Oh, and I'm reminded of of going back to the feminism conversation. He had Eve Ensler look at the script and, and, and help him with it. So Yeah, I'd read that too, yeah. It has that going for it, as far as feminism. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's... But maybe she just, uh, you know, sweetened up the action and she didn't bother with any of the parts with women. <laughs> I think it's kind of dumb to accuse it of not being feminist. I mean, for especially, it's not a polemical movie, you know, it's for, for a summer blockbuster, it definitely pushes the boundaries of that, and... Yeah, it's women gaining their freedom from being controlled by men and not relying necessarily on man to come and save them. So, no. right. and, I mean, it's the the women who were gaining their freedom were the ones that were pushing to leave too. It wasn't. I mean, Charlie's three, Theron, or what was it? Imperial Ferosa was helping Ferosa. them, but, but <laughs> she wasn't like forcing them to go. It was it was really, yeah. I I would be interested to see the argument against it. Yeah, me I, too. I, I, I haven't. Don't think I agree with it, but. Me, well, and even when Mad Max does help them, there's there are just as many women helping out at the same time. Like right. it's yeah. never Mad Max saves the day. It's it's uh, Mad Max plus all these other women save the day, and and about a boy. I don't know that actor's name. There's that about a boy actor in it. Yeah, dude, the boy from About a Boy. He was he was the the uh, Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Oh, that's no kidding. I didn't know that was him. I thought, I mean, he's in the X-Men movies. I didn't know he was in About a Boy. Huh. Neat. All right. Shit. But I got to check uh, it now. Cause oh, you're I'm, right. No, you're absolutely right. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I didn't, if, until after the, I saw the movie, I didn't even realize it was a guy from the X-Men movies because he's, he's covered in white paint the entire time. Yeah. And I, I thought it was another cool touch to, um, to have them use the, I guess it was spray paint, like the chrome spray paint. Right, yeah. right, like on their mouths, like that's how they're, I don't know, baptized or anointed or something. Like, well, that's before they go to like, to battle sections. Yeah, but I think um, the idea was it was to to kind of drug them up. Yeah, right. to get them psyched. Yeah, but also get them numbed. 
so they're not right. Exactly. Them. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a cool touch. Anyway, no, it was it was the those characters. The what were they called? The War Boys, something like that. Sure. Um, they were a definite throwback to the to Mad Max, where the like the the non toe cutter guys would do anything for the toe cutter. It right. was very similar. Uh, the way they acted to the to the war boys. Hmm, that's a that's a good observation. Yeah, I did they film this in Australia? Do you guys know? I didn't no, know. it was shot in yeah Africa. Africa, yeah. Okay, yeah. Apparently, the the original plan had been to shoot it in Australia, but the scenery had changed, or had been some storms, and it it didn't look like it had one when they first started planning it. So, well, they had a good location scout. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also had wanted to do this years ago with Mel Gibson, and then um, like after nine eleven, there was lots of security concerns, and you 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 couldn't you couldn't film there, so that's why they didn't do it with Gibson. Oh. In Australia? No, they were going to film it in Nambia in like two thousand three. Oh, okay. And then they gave up on that because of everything that was going on, and then. Well, I'll say this worked out better without Mel Gibson. I don't know. I mean, probably yeah. I don't know. I guess he could have done the job. I mean, Mad Max is not. There's not much to him in this movie, so. I think in like today, I agree, but maybe 2000. I don't know what Gibson was like in 2003. Yeah, that's true. Um, he, well, he's still a little old at that point. I feel like. Yeah. But, but I guess age isn't really an issue for the character. Yeah, and um, yeah. the yeah. But I, I kind of, I think Mel Gibson's a jerk, and I think it's great that that people hate him, but I, I like the fact that George Miller is still friends with them. <laughs> and him and Jodie Foster. Uh, yeah, I, but I, because there's a quote from George Miller where he's like, I, I brought uh, Mel Gibson to the theater and I had him sit next to me for the premiere and I wasn't sure how to react, but then I heard that old laugh and he was, he was poking me in the ribs and I knew we liked it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why is it to poke him in the ribs? <laughs> well, it's the, it's the Gibson way. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Nope, you go. I forget what I was going to say. God oh, the the fact that I'm watching the movie and I think I I guess it took much too long for me to realize this, but I said to myself as the movie's going, I'm like, oh my god, this entire movie is going to be a car chase. Yeah, that's amazing. In contrast to what I was saying earlier about the pacing of of the original being somewhat slow in points, this was almost literally nonstop. Yeah, it basically yes. never let up. No. And yet it's still it was still a cohesive story. It still told a told a great story. It did and I, I can't even imagine having I I would love to see what the screenplay looked like. Me too. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I, I don't know how you write this. Nope. I don't oh, either. You know what? I that's another thing I read. He did the storyboard storyboarding before he did the screenplay. Well that makes sense. Yeah. That, you did a yeah, you basically kinda comic booked it out in, in storyboard. So maybe, yeah, he, I mean, he might have even just, you know, uh, written some lines of dialogue and said, hey, this goes in between this panel. <laughs> that but makes a lot of sense. Script, I, bet yeah. the, I bet the studio demanded a screenplay. He probably yeah. could have done it from the storyboards alone. But, no, you're right. I, like, it's amazing that this movie got made for everything we've talked about, how how the, the Mad Max character is a sidekick, how Charlie Theron is, like, the, the lead star. It's just everything he, he did... It doesn't it doesn't seem like something that would pass by executives, but I guess he has enough pull that since he he probably owns Mad Max and it doesn't get made without him. And he, I think he made a lot of movie for the studio with, with Happy Feet that he could do what he wanted. 
that he was able to do this. And and the great thing is that we talk about that it's, it's a great action movie, but it also made a lot of money. So maybe other directors with similar visions will be able to do what they want to do and make good things. I saw a, a parody article in, in a video editor forum or message board that I read. Nerd. And it was uh, a, yes, absolutely. Video editor nerd. And it was a, it was a, a, a parody of, of studio notes from the original cut. <laughs> and, you know, what those notes would have been, and it was things like you know exactly the opposite of what you're saying. It was explain, you know, it was talking. All the notes were explaining everything. It was, I don't know who these people are. Can we? How about we do a like a on each character we do a freeze frame with a Chiron, you know, to, you know, lower third <laughs> saying saying who these people are, and it was just it was it would have made it a terrible movie. But all the notes were like, yes, that's the things you'd normally get from a studio. That's those are studio notes. Yeah, it's it is really amazing. Well, like you know, like we're saying it. It definitely has this feminist message and a message about uh, oppression and a message about uh, overusing oil, basically. I mean, if you want to see all that in there, it's there. But, but also about the greed, like... Yeah? Uh, uh, Pat, we lost uh, him for We a lost set. Patrick mid, mid-sentence. Mid, that always happens. All right, let's, he, just, he fell off a cliff. <laughs> let me try to get his, him... Oh, wait, he's still showing up. All right, let me hang up on him. and Maybe he just got mad and just stopped talking to us. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't care for us, our opinions so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm used to it, but I think it's kind of rude for him yeah, to do no, that to I've, you. I've seen the ugly side of Pat. Uh, Pat. God damn it! Sorry, I'm. It's this great. is a great podcasting once again. Go through my list of people and add him to the call. <laughs> um. Hello. Hey. Hello. I don't know what hey. happened to you. Yeah, I don't either. I heard everything you guys said. So. Oh. You, oh. Yeah, you were like right. <laughs> oh mid-sense. shit! Everything. <laughs> I didn't mean that about you and the dog, Pat. <laughs> well, yeah, no, like all that stuff's in there, but then it's still a kick-ass action movie, basically yeah. at heart. Like, it's it's a pretty incredible feat, I feel like, to, to be able to pull that off. Um, I, much I, less get it by the studio. Um, and no, I think it, I think if you go to what's that Rotten Tomatoes, it probably has above ninety percent rating and has to. Oh, I yeah, would I imagine. I saw it was like ninety eight percent, which is amazing, unbelievable for an action film. I mean, I'd say it's so far it's probably the best film of the year. Best one I've seen that I can think of. Yeah. Which, uh, if you had told me I was going to say that, I would have, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I had since I. Had, I didn't even have the background of watching the original Mad Maxes. I had no, absolutely no desire to see this or see anything about it. And you guys, everybody hyped it up so much that I went to see it with, you know, overhyped eyes and I still loved it. And then I want to go back and see the original. That's how good this is. This is great. This is just a great movie. I, I don't know best of the year cause I don't remember what else I've seen this year, but it's up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I walked in ready to be disappointed because I, I had already heard so much hype, you know, I mean, not, I, I, I don't know. I don't mean it to sound so negative, but I was like, well, there's, I'm not going to, I hate it because I know I'm not going to love it as much as everybody else did, but I ended up loving it as much as everybody else did. Um, as opposed to Ex Machina, have you, either of you seen that? No. Yeah, I I thought that started out with really good ideas and then just took a big shit on itself and, uh, mm. and ended up really kind of misogynistic, but um, so kind of the opposite of this one. But I see that on a lot of best of the year lists, so. And as far as action movie goes, I've heard good and bad things about Jurassic, whatever, Jurassic World, which I also didn't have much interest in seeing, but I love Chris Pratt, so that helped. And I, 
but it, I'm getting some reviews. I've I haven't read like full reviews because I don't like to know too much. But they've said it's kind of regressive. It's not it's not a great like as far as how they treat women. It's not great, but it's a good action movie. So who knows? Have yeah, you guys seen but, that? No, but likewise, I mean, from friends friends whose opinions I trust, I've gotten polar opposites. I have friends who have said it's yeah, it's really good, it's worth watching, and I have friends who who say it's like the worst film they've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's which is an, an an interesting range. <laughs> it's like you know, these are from people whose opinions I trust. So the movie is like the rush of the cinematic world, the band rush. Oh, the the rush. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking of those uh, Jackie Chan movies. Aren't they called The Rush? <laughs> Rush Hour. Oh, okay. I always take the hour out. I don't know why it's got to be Jackie Chan and not uh, Chris Tucker movies. Racist. But, sure. I was I, I was assuming you were talking about the big Audio Dynamite song. Oh, yeah. Rush for a change of atmosphere. Uh, anyway, Mad Max. Mad Max. I Fury, Fury Road. Road. Fury Road. Furiosa. Furiosa. And I heard they were going to... They're thinking about do, making the sequel all about Furiosa, but I think they abandoned that, um, which is kind of too bad. But I think that's still out there. I don't know. Is it okay? But I, it, I think it would be funny to do a whole series of Mad Max movies where he's a minor character. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I wanted to say. He, uh, what's his name? Tom Hardy didn't have a lot to do, but he everything he did was great. Mm-hmm. He was really good with just subtly doing things. That, that there's that one scene where it ended up being tragic, but was funny. At, at the second it happens where the like the the one wife who was pregnant was getting back in the car and it looked like i mean in, in the war rig and it looked like she was going to get back in and he just like sully looked back and gave a thumbs up just like he kind of cared but kind of didn't mm-hmm. and I, it was just really funny i mean the, for a movie that didn't have a lot of laughs that was a pretty big one yeah and this is another movie kind of like the original mad max where you don't really know what's going to happen like exactly yeah. you expect tragedy but then it doesn't come but then it comes later in a way you didn't think was going to happen you know you have some of these wives wives of the the oppressor uh dying that i that came out of nowhere and i was just like oh shit she actually died Mm -hmm. um and the the uh, yeah you never thought you'd you'd feel bad for for that war boy yeah yes and they turned that around really well yeah and really believably yep but it's, I mean, really, the chase scenes. I don't even know how you can talk about the chase scenes without seeing them. But, like, that last that last whole run um, was just amazing with the people up on the poles and, and all that. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how you film something like that. Like, because it seems like you can't really do a lot of takes of that. I don't know, David. Would You would know more than I would, but... I've never filmed anything even closely resembling that. I, I wouldn't know either. Yeah, I think only one person has. <laughs> <laughs> it, Did you notice the one scene in um, in Mad Max that reminded me a little? I mean, the, the specifically the when they're jumping onto the the gas truck where they're using like the stilts to jump yes. on it. I was like, yep. wow, he had this idea a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Well, and same with like them carrying the axes and stuff, and you know, bashing in people's cars. I mean, it was obviously not quite the same, but just the idea of the weapons. Yeah, but that that I could, I've just never seen any any stilt work like that in an action movies. So. We yeah. haven't even mentioned the the guitarist yet. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that was awesome. I wish what, I could. What a fun part that would have been. Oh my god! Yeah, and and that's like the uh, that's like the Daryl and Daryl from Newhart role. Like you don't even have to do anything really, and and you're like the biggest part of the show. Would have in in, in movie context, I would have liked to have seen that that job interview. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, so so here's what you're going to do. <laughs> Sounds good to me, boss. How much am I getting paid? <laughs> I think somebody I was some... saying that that in the movie, and I didn't notice this, but somebody was saying that the the, the character in the movie was blind. Did either oh. of you guys pick that up? No. Uh no, I don't think so. Oh. I don't that wouldn't make sense because he, he seemed to be able to, to amp his guitar up to what was going on around him. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but it's all maybe he's just feeling it. He's like the Stevie Wonder of the future. <laughs> I did read somewhere that, uh, that George Miller has written a backstory to that character. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. He needs to start putting out some uh, novelizations, man. <laughs> Apparently the comic book's terrible. Oh, They're really? Furious, a comic book that just kind of shits on the character, unfortunately. Aw. Yeah, that was... The, I mean, and that was the one... I don't know why I'm saying that was. It's just Furiosa. That was the one scene uh, that was kind of the most traditional thing where where she gets injured and is she going to die, you know? Um, but even then, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go along with this. It's not... I was. I, st- I mean, I still wasn't convinced she wouldn't. Yeah, no, exactly. I, that's why I was like, well, this movie hasn't been super formulaic in these ways so far, so yeah. Yeah, it would not have been out of place. No. The one, the one way it was formulaic and it... And it's not in a bad way because I kind of like this, but they had the, the kind of video game aspect of the movie where there's a couple big bosses you have to beat before you get to the real big boss. Yeah, that's well, true. I, yeah, I guess that didn't even register to me, but you know, I, that also would appeal I, to I a like lot of people. One. I would think, yeah. What, what? Yeah, I like when movies do that. It's just, it's fun. I mean, it's kind of no other. Although I'll have to say that in the original Mad Max, the big quote unquote boss dies. Was a little bit prior to one of the underlings because yep. right. yeah. he's got to go after the the Johnny Boy guy after he's killed Toe Cutter. Yeah, but he, he, that actually worked in that movie because uh, you know they had to kick off the Saw franchise. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that was their plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I know. I don't know what's like. You pretty much have to see the movie. Um, our description's not going to really do so, justice. But so, are you saying this past hour has been a waste of our time? Base well, it usually is. Uh, well, not podcasts. a waste of our time, a waste of everyone listening's time. Yeah. Certainly. Wow, that's a good way of looking at it. Our yeah. time has been perfe- perfectly used because I enjoy yeah. talking about the movie. We're and actually, we're, we're paid very well for this. So yes, extremely. Well, you guys are from our yeah well, from the advertising dollar, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what else to say. But you no, know, yeah, people should see this and. And oh, here's something inter- interesting yeah. that I just realized by looking at Wikipedia. The, the guy who wrote one of the three co-writers for Mad Max Fury Road, Nico Lothorius, played a bit part in the original Mad Max. Was it? Oh, he was the mechanic. So George Miller's loyal. We know yeah. that. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, that mechanic was a pretty good uh, role, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think like if you're like a broy type dude, like uh, Jasper Johnson from a couple episodes back, uh, even hearing about this feminism, you should see it. Like it's still just a kick-ass action movie too. I, it works for everybody. I feel like I think so. I, even the people who complained before it came out. Although I will say, I, after I watched the movie, I was just watching some movie trailers, and I watched the movie trailer for Mad Max and. It might have been one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. Oh, really? I, it was I did, never really, saw really, really bad. It, it showed a a lot too much which lots of trailers do but it also it just it didn't look like a good movie going by the trailer oh that's really weird yeah i think with such an awesome movie they'd be able to put together a pretty 
awesome trailer. Um, they ruined the the whole scene where she 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 makes that deal, and and uh, she's getting out of the the truck to to like unhinge the gas, to, and then that whole scene's ruined by the trailer. Oh really? Which was, yeah, which was a great scene. I didn't had no idea what was going to happen there. Oh, but you saw the trailer after the movie, right? Right. I just okay. I just, yeah, that's... I was just watching trailers. Yeah, um, yeah. There's so much going on in it, um, in in every conceivable way. I think it's. I don't know. I guess Jurassic World just was the top grossing opening of all time, right? Yeah. Which is well, whatever. I didn't even care so much for the first Jurassic Park. I liked the first Jurassic Park, but anything after that was just dreadful. Yeah. And I, I think I have a special place in my heart for the first Jurassic Park because I read the book and I was super excited and I was right at the perfect age for that kind of movie and and it and it hit all the spots it was supposed to hit. And plus, it had Newman. Had Newman. That's Newman. that's one thing in its favor. And the effects were pretty amazing for the time. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, but the effects in this thing are—I mean, like I said, a lot of it is actual stunt work, so it's it's super impressive. Um, and the CGI is not glaring. Well, John, it's very hard to uh, train dinosaurs, so you really have to use CGI. Well, it's hard to train that uh, blind mutant to play guitar, too, but apparently they did it for this. No CGI. I'm kind of interested going back and seeing it in 3D. There, there aren't very many movies that I, I generally don't like 3D. but Same here, yeah. I, I'm interested in seeing this one. I know. I think I would. Let's go. All right. It's a date. Well, I guess we're done talking about this, are we? Sure. Thumbs up. Thumbs yeah. up. Thumbs up for both, both of them. That's uh... a shockingly. Uh, I, I was shocked at how by how much I like this. I know I said it before, but it's really really good. Um, yeah, and I think even as much as we overhyped it, when people go see it, they're going to like it just as much. It's it's unhypable. Yeah, I agree. I I think. I mean, I'd say it's better than Die Hard, although I haven't seen Die Hard in twenty years at least. So. Yeah, I'd have to. They're close. Die Hard's one of my. Yeah, Die Hard's iconic. Um, yeah. I think this one will be. I think what Die Hard has going for it that this doesn't, it has a lot more humor. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. true. Well, it's got the irrepressible Bruce Willis. <laughs> At his best. And uh, and uh, Skype. Wait, what's his name? Snape? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman. And uh, Carl I did, I did, from didn't Family Matters. Such, I didn't realize you were such a Harry Potter nerd. I am. I know them all. Skype. Harry Potter, Hermione, uh, Ron Weasel. I think I named every character in it. Yeah, yep. that pretty much covers them all. Dumbledore, he who must not be named, right? That's Dumbledore. Uh, yeah. Well, you named him, so way to ruin it for everybody. I know. I did stand outside uh, when the when the fourth book came out, uh, just saying Dumbledore, Dumbledore. People were like, you can't say it. Sorry, spoiled the whole thing for you. Anyway, should we move on to recommendations? David? Yes. You are first to recommend, as you are our guest, our oh, most beloved you. guest. And you're first in our hearts. And Aww. we are your most humble hosts. Is it okay if I recommend, it won't insult you if I recommend another podcast, will it? No, nope. we recommend other podcasts all the time. Great. Well, I know you did, but I wasn't sure if it was uh, kosher for for your guests to, to. Oh yeah, well, unless it's a podcast that's specifically set up to insult us, then that would be insulting. Which is oh. most other podcasts, um, well, just by their ratings. But 
No, go ahead. Have you heard of this podcast, Reply All? No. Very enjoyable. It's all, it kind of, it's all, every episode's about the internet loosely, but it's all about how the internet affects, you know, people and social aspects of the internet. And it's really well done, really interesting. In particular, if you go back a couple months ago, there was an episode, you know who Mason Reese is? Yes. It was an episode about Mason Reese. He was, for those of you who don't remember or weren't alive, he was this child actor in the 70s. He was in commercials. and He was just this really weird-looking kid with this really weird you know, red hair and a very strange face, but he was extremely charismatic. And he kind of disappeared. You know, he grew up, and he didn't get any cuter, and he, he disappeared. And it, it, it's an episode about him, and it's, it's definitely worth going back and listening. And the show as a whole is, is really it's, – it's a fun show. So that's my recommendation, Dacian, Dacian, Dacian. Awesome. Um, what do you have, Pat? I think I know what you have, Pat, but I want to hear it. I have two. First, I'll do the one you probably know, Inside Out. Yep. Amazing Pixar movie. Uh, I feel like sometimes Pixar goes a little too Disney. Like I've, so far, I think I've liked almost all of them, but sometimes they, they tend to get a little bit t- too cute. And they're, I mean, they're, they're made for kids, but they're usually good for adults, but sometimes it's too too shallow and it's not deep but but inside out is one of the deep ones it's really good on on all levels and i i, I think i've lamented in the past on this show of the fact that that animated movies too often use or rely on celebrity voices to get through and it the days of 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 where a cartoon is really improved by a guy who can do all like Simpsons, I think is better because Harry Shearer is so good and, and, and SpongeBob, like TV cartoons are still able to rely on voice actors who can do a lot of different stuff and really create characters. And celebrities usually aren't creating a different character than themselves, but Pixar is able to get so much out of the celebrities that it doesn't matter. Like Amy Poehler is awesome in this movie. And, and Richard kind is really, really good in this movie. And I don't usually like him and Phyllis from the office is perfect. So it's a great movie, a great story. I think kids would like it. I think adults would like it. And it, yeah, that's my first recommendation. My second recommendation is something I did not expect to like. It's a young adult novel about Lois Lane from Superman. And I just read it to see what it was like. And the first chapter really grabbed me. It's called Fallout. And it's this goofy little story. She's in high school and she's working for the newspaper. And Perry White is there. And it's really goofy, but a lot of fun. In it. And it's like an afternoon's worth of reading. It's, it's worth checking out. So Lois Lane, Fallout, and Inside Out. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to recommend a comic book, because I've been getting back into them. Uh, She-Hulk. Now, I don't know when this particular one was written. I'm trying to look it up, but this print is so fucking small, I can't tell. But it's written by Charles Sewell, S-O-U-L-E. Um, and it's the one I've got is uh, it's like a graphic novel you know, compilation. It's called Law and Disorder. Um, the artists are Pulido and Wimberly, uh, Javier Pulido and Ron Wimberly. And, uh, it's pretty cool. It's like, goes into much more, it's much more about like her personal life and her professional life than, than like superhero stuff. Uh, but there is that in it too. Um, and it's really, it's just really interesting. So, uh, I'm looking forward to reading more of this series, this She-Hulk. I kind of like it. The um, she's the, when she has her law cases and it interferes with her action. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, this one's more where the action interferes with her law cases. So, <laughs> um, have you guys seen Inside Out? I haven't. No, not yet. It's it's worth seeing. I want to. Viv keeps making fun of me because I keep saying I want to see Inside Out. 
Because <laughs> she's like, you hate kids' movies, you're going to hate it. Like, I don't know. I want to see You it. haven't hated all the Pixar movies, have you? No, I haven't hated them. I haven't necessarily loved any of them, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. I oh, mean, you love Amy Poehler, so that's... I love Amy Poehler, movie. yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's no Larry the Cable Guy from Cars, but I'll I'll check her out anyway. So Rick Ocasek is Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah. You didn't know? Huh. Nope. You can't tell from the voice? The uh, that, You know, he's not really a, a redneck... You know, he's from Boston or something. Um, so, yeah, he was in the cars first. And then uh, he died. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, really? And then, well, figuratively. And then he was reborn as Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, All right. Casey is not dead. But Benjamin Orr is. Here's a, here's a piece of trivia. Did you know who his college roommate was? Rick Ocasek? Mm-hmm. Al Gore. Mm-mm. Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-mm. The guy who wrote Love Story. Mm, closer, but no. Dustin Hoffman. Nope. I give up. Pol Pot. David Lynch. Oh, really? shit. Yeah. And so he's from Philly. He went to Temple, or is this a, a, another time? Uh, that I don't know. Wow. I wonder if it was, yeah. You know, there must have been a lot of, uh, hey, there's a party at the uh, Lynch Ocasek room. Uh, maybe maybe we'll Those. go find something else to do. <laughs> have some mutilated dolls hanging from the ceiling and shit. Um, all right. Are we done? This is a short episode, but it was fun. Yeah. For me. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I, I kind of had fun. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. But you'll be back, right? Nope. Uh, I tricked you, me? Pat. I told Pat you would come on for the comic book episode we had planned, but David said, nope, I'm only nope. doing one. Yep, this is it. Oh, this is my, my farewell episode. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's uh, that episode of Mash where the, the the plane crash and there were no survivors. Wasn't that every episode of Mash? Oh, I thought it was the episode of Mash where uh, he smothered the baby who he thought was a chicken. Well, that was the well, that was the final episode. So that would be if if you guys weren't coming back either. Oh well, who says we are? <laughs> Good point. I do think it's pretty neat that they did that without telling the rest of the cast. What? That Henry Blake was dying. That they didn't oh, was tell Henry him. Blake the chicken that he smothered? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know and they, they named tell, it. They and they actually, the, they actually really smothered him. They didn't tell the rest of the cast that they were going to do that. So it was, it was kind of a blood scene. and Many people were arrested. Very, very real reactions. All right. Do your spiel, Pat. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com and say you'd like the show or you'd like to be on the show or ideas of shows that we should talk about on the show. Like us on Facebook, like individual episodes on Facebook, and rate us highly on iTunes. Click whatever the maximum amount of stars are and write a long, glowing review or no review at all. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen because we like lots of listeners. Yeah. And uh, other podcasts suck it. I like most other podcasts. Oh, I had a great joke I never used. Oh, well, that, oh, this is going to be real organic. Let's go. This is, this is the great joke I never used the other day when Barack Obama was on Mark Maron. I said, fuck Mark Maron. I won't listen to Barack Obama on a podcast until he's on Comedy Bang Bang. Hey, I agree with that. I never I never listened to the interview. Did you guys listen to it? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Did you I'm still waiting it? for your joke. <laughs> was it Face, dude. Oh, <laughs> you got it, burned. Was it more about Mark Maron, or was it 
Did Obama have a chance to talk about himself? No, Obama talked. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was actually really interesting. Yeah, although I mean, it got kind of boilerplate at times, but um, but no, it was it was cool to hear. That's good. Um, all right. Well, thanks a lot, David. And, yeah, uh, welcome. Thank you. We look forward to you back. Yeah, we well, we wanted you back. You hadn't been on for a while. Uh, we want you back again soon. And uh, Great. yeah, at some point you'll bring some of your Hollywood friends with you, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll get some actual ratings. We'll so, see about that. Yeah, <laughs> we probably won't. They'll be like, don't don't actually use my name, please. Use my character's name from mm-hmm. that commercial I did. Rodney Allen Rippy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it'd be Hungry Jack. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Furiosa. Furiosa.